Um, I think we should just do this before you fall day? asleep. Kelly and Steven. Steven. I don't think I ever knew that <laughs> for a single second of this film. Yeah, she, she says it a lot. I only knew Kelly and Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame. I'm your host, Janet. I'm your host, Bethany. What? Where'd Elena go? <laughs> she fell asleep. Okay, let's let's reveal what's a truth and what's a lie so far. Lie, I'm not Janet. I'm Elena. Truth, I did fall asleep. Yep. <laughs> last time we I'm had... I'm not proud. <laughs> last time we had to record the podcast really quickly because we were actively forgetting the movie. Yeah. This time it's because Elena... My it's sleepy. Melinda's going to be asleep in <laughs> roughly 90 minutes. No matter where she is in the world. Hey. Um, did you have... I haven't fallen asleep since the very first one we did. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... That's something. That is something. But I hid that one from you. This one I did not hide. That's true. I actively snored. Yeah. Elena <laughs> snored. Uh. <laughs> Snoring. During Cooking with Love. Sorry, Hallmark. Um... You must have had a very raucous President's Day weekend. I mean, look out. <laughs> look out. Not really. Okay. But, um, yeah. it. I was tuckered, and there was a montage, and that music was soothing. Yeah, listen. We've all fallen asleep to a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's like the way to go. It's, part, it's half their audience. Also... Um, I don't know if you got the link I sent you on the women watching The Bachelor, What Happens to Your Brain. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? I started watching it, and then I... It wasn't well done. I was like, (laughs) oh, I really... This is long, and so I saved it for later. Yeah, so the Washington Post did, like, a a mediocre bit on this. But they, during the brain scan, what they're saying is, from a lot of it... It's like your brain is taking a nap. (laughs) And then when, like, the villains are on, you get, like, this anger sense in your brain that lights up. And you get, like, a trying to regulate your emotions part of your brain that lights up. And then also the addiction part of your brain lights up. Because you love to hate them. You love drama. Yeah. But the majority of the time that the dude, the actual bachelor is on screen, you get a nap. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So I would love to see what lights up in your brain when you watch a Hallmark movie. Right. For this one specifically, I did literally get a nap. You got a nap. <laughs> so that would probably be active <laughs> for me. It was a brain nap that turned into a body nap. <laughs> right. Full on. Rest abounded. <laughs> Um, let's give the plot of this movie in 30 seconds. I think it's your turn. It is, it is my turn. Okay, I'm You know it's my, my timer. turn. Timer. I said timer. <laughs> and I opened the calculator. <laughs> Not sure what's happening with me today. On your mark. Get set. Go. Kelly is a producer on a kid's cooking show. The host is injured, and so she hires a bad boy chef to take the host's place. There's also a new producer working on the show who steals her ideas and is a jerk. 
she and the bad boy shelf fall in love. Came in at 19 seconds and 34 parts of a second. All right. Is well there done. Is anything you think I missed? Um, I think you missed that I really like the makeup chick. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. We'll but no, you, I think you did great. So, yeah. Um, so this was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean... Here's the thing. We like Hallmark movies. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> Guys, let me be honest with you. That's like the base of I this. I like Hallmark movies. <laughs> right. So there's always going to be like this, yeah, we liked it. Yeah. But like, did you like it? Well, this is this is a familiar position when we get to the end of the Countdown to Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, which is generally... Is this the final final? Yeah. Oh, I thought the Ian McKellar one was. Ian McKellar? Yep. Very, very Valentine starting. Danica McKellar? Danica McKellar. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Well, that one, so we skipped a week. Right. Because, listeners, I'm sorry, um, I got an avalanche of freelance work. And which we is, have to support that. Which is great, but all of a sudden I had no time. Yeah. And also... The- I do things too, Janet. <laughs> okay? I don't just take naps everywhere. No, but I know, but my things are... Important, I, I, I understand. No! I don't really have any control over when they happen. <laughs> Somebody emails me and it's like, do you want this job? It's, you have five days, and then I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um... So anyway, whatever. So we skipped a week. So we missed Very, Very Valentine. Okay. Just going by the titles, that seems like the one that should land on Valentine's Day. Cooking with Love does not sound like, you know? Well. Just interesting. So Cooking with Love did, oh, that was the name of the movie, by the way, Cooking with Love. Yeah. Um, It did air after Valentine's Day. Okay. So I think even though... Okay. It was they counted it within the countdown to Valentine's Day, like very very Valentine aired. Bef- Valentine's Day was on a Tuesday, yeah. And we haven't watched this one, but it seems like it's hit checking all the boxes, like masquerade has Valentine in the name. <laughs> that seems like those are the boxes. Those are the two yeah. boxes that's checking. Yeah, and this one does seem like the I don't know. Well, cigarette after (laughs) Valentine's Day happens in the movie, but it's not the it's not super important. Mm -hmm. So it's in that it kind of makes sense to air the week after Valentine's Day because, yeah, it kind of came and went. Yeah. And was the weirdest. Okay, can we talk about her Valentine's Day? Jump right into that. So uh she, Kelly and Steven start working together on this show. Um, they clash at first and then they start to warm up to each other. Mm-hmm. He cooks for her a little bit. And then one day he's like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? And she's like, well, tomorrow's Valentine's day. And he's like, Oh, you must be busy. And she's like, Oh no, I figured whatever. That was dumb. But he was like, <laughs> she's like, don't you have to like work at your restaurant? It's the it's a busy night for restaurants and he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could just like I thought you could drop by. Which is not a it's not a great invitation. No. I know it's like not. we have friends who work in restaurants. True. I've I visit them at work. Mm-hmm. But 
you know. And on holidays. Yeah, like, they can drop by your table. Right. But it's not, you're not hanging out with them. No. (laughs) If I, if a guy asked me to, like, drop by his restaurant, I would, it would not be awesome. It reminds me of when, oh, dear. I would bring a friend. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't go alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of when, when I was in high school. Okay. My boyfriend used to call me while he was playing video games. Okay. Not. And I was just like, no, I don't, nope. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a a conversation. It it was the worst. So it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, hey, just come be on the periphery of me doing my thing. Right. And she really had no idea what it was. Like, there was no clarity. So she she was right. like, oh, I'm going to his restaurant. She wears a fancy dress. But even when she gets there and the hostess is like, do you have a reservation? She's like, yeah, I think. She's like, he probably told people I was coming, but yeah. maybe not. I'm very awkward. And then they send her to sit. They seat her at this table by herself, although it's set for two. And they're like, the chef's going to do a tasting menu for you. And eventually he comes out and joins her, like, partway through the meal. But it just, I don't, I didn't like it. Yeah, um, here's the thing. Let's say, like, the bad boy celebrity chef of New York invites you to, to swing by his restaurant. Yeah. When you show up, the hostess is like, oh, you're his date. Oh, yeah. Sits you at a table by yourself, and then is like, you're getting the tasting menu. He's choosing what you're eating. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he comes as everyone's leaving, and all he does is drink. That's a booty call. <laughs> that, he's expecting you to go home with him. Yeah. It definitely feels like a move. Like a practiced move. Yeah. It was, in this case, it was not, obviously. No, it was Hallmark. They walk home and talk about friendship. But for our young listeners at home, don't, beware. Don't do it. Beware that man. And <laughs> it's just like, that's not, ugh, that's not a date. No. Like. You deserve better listeners. Hey, come wait for me. <laughs> hey, could you, you want to wait for me all night? Yeah, don't. <laughs> Dress up and wait for me. But I think the food was great. Here's what you could do. Be like, hey, come by the restaurant at 10. Mm-hmm. We'll be closing. There's no way they're closing at 10? Well, whenever they close. Okay. At 2 a.m., run by the restaurant. Or maybe, like, the like the um, executive chef is going to leave by, like, 10. Okay. Um, you know, come by the restaurant at 10. We'll have dinner I'll make you dinner as I'm leaving. You know, just like, yeah. it's cool to be like, oh, come to the restaurant, I'll cook for you. But you need to be present the whole time, Steven. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. She was into it, though. Yeah, that was And weird. then when he came and sat down, she's like, you're joining me? Like, it was, yeah. it was just like... What were you expecting? Because he basically asked her to eat alone at his restaurant on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, at least it's free. Not, yeah. At least it's free, but yeah. Then get it to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not comfortable. She, I mean, she gets 
I think it's part of this character's problem, though. Because she gets walked all Mm -hmm. over in this movie. So the fact that she's like, oh, I just thought a date was where I showed up and you never (laughs) stopped by the table just adds to how, like, real sad this woman's expectations of life are. Yeah. Especially, so this, the actress, Allie Liebert, Mm -hmm. we last saw her falling in love with an amnesiac at Christmas. (laughs) You remember? Oh, yeah. I forgot which one she was in. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in that one, she, like, just made huge assumptions all the time. Yep. And, like, decorated people's apartments and, like, <laughs> <laughs> moved in with them. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, this was the exact opposite. Or even at, at her job, where she's been a producer for several years... She is afraid to share her ideas with her boss. And they have a great relationship. There there should only be safety to share those ideas. Yeah. And it's bonkers. How is having new ideas for the show not part of her job? Yeah. Like, she acts like, oh, I'm just a producer. I can't have ideas. It is It's like, maybe if you were... Like, the PA, like Mikey, who just runs around with his headset. I love Mikey. Mikey is the unsung, Mikey's the unsung hero. Oh, yeah. Movie. He just, he just flashes by the screen. <laughs> run, 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 run. Um, hither, tither. But, yeah, because then there's even, so she has all these ideas that she keeps them in a notebook, and one day she's going to tell her boss. Because, mm-hmm. goodness. Um, but then at one meeting... Uh, they're talking about upcoming episodes, and then her boss is like, okay, is that it? And then she's like, actually, wait. Anne, I have an idea. And she acts like she's being like, I don't, like, she's just like breaking the mold in so many ways. I'm like, you should not, you should just have ideas. Have ideas. Yeah. I think that maybe the target market for this specific film was you in high school. Me specifically. Yeah, because, <laughs> you, like... Go on. Or, like, the person whose boyfriend calls them when they play video games. I mean, I hung up. Yeah, so not you. The woman who... His next girlfriend who didn't hang up and then married him. Right. Um, Because then she'd watch this movie and be like, yeah, it makes sense he didn't sit down at the table at all and yeah it would be scary to tell someone you had an idea (laughs) like it's oh i want more for you bizarro janet (laughs) you can do it (laughs) alternate universe janet yeah with no self-esteem thanks elena (laughs) cool cool we done i'll go nap (laughs) i'll try to live up to that Live the dreams you have for me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I think it would have been... Like, when she and Steph Sheevan... Steph Sheevan. <laughs> Chef Steven. Mm-hmm. When they sort of, like, warm up to each other, uh, it just kind of happens gradually, but it would have been cool to see her sort of stand up to him in the beginning. Yeah. 
I mean, she does a little. She's she's not a total pushover with him, but... But she's passive-aggressive about it. Yeah. Or I guess passive, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. So he just sort of, like, I don't know. He liked her anyway, but, yeah, it would have been cool to see her, like, be a boss a little bit. Because yeah. that's the other thing is that, obviously, there's a promotion on the table. There always is. Always. Um, and she wants it. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. Have ideas. Do do your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it always just comes down to personality. And so they make her, like, this very nurturing... Like, I'll just talk with the kids. But they aren't mm-hmm. actually showing her her producer prowess. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, that's true. It's sort of at the very end. Because then the, the end of the movie is the live finale mm-hmm. of this season of Little Gourmet. Um, <laughs> the Little Gourmet. The Little Gourmet. And the, Which she's, is a, a kid's cooking show. I don't know yeah. if we said it was for kids. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a kids cooking competition. Um, So, oh, yeah. You you sort of see her producing-ish then. Yeah. But, I don't know. Also, at one point, when they're filming an earlier episode, all the kids are cooking, and she yells, cut. Yeah. And, like, runs up to talk to Steven and give him notes. It's like, you would probably just keep filming. Right. Because you at least need the footage of the kids cooking. Yeah, you know, that'd be wrong. <laughs> but who am I? Sorry. I don't... I'm not a producer. <clears throat> I don't have ideas. You're Potter. <laughs> Co-host of Hallmark Hall of Shame. That's who you are. Yeah, speaking of ideas, let me look at my notes <laughs> yeah. for this movie. Cool, What are cool. we forgetting? Oh, yeah, we did... So he does... Steven does read her planner. Yeah. And that was not good. Yeah, it was annoying. She hands him her planner so he can jot down a shopping list. And then he flips to another page and just starts reading it. Which happens to be a list of her ideas. Which is also a high school move. Yeah. Right? And then the whole, like, she reaches across the desk and he won't give it back. like High school. That makes me so mad. Yeah, because we're grown adults now. Yeah. <laughs> This is not this is not how this works. <laughs> Especially in a professional setting. Yeah, what if it had been personal notes? This is terrible. Like this planner oh mine over here has right. some work stuff and some deep, Yeah, deep, you know what? Let's stuff. just randomly pick a page, read it, <laughs> and see if it would have been appropriate in that work setting. It's just a lot of grocery lists for whole 30. <laughs> It's too, at this point... Well, that actually would have been appropriate. It's too early in the year for there to be interesting stuff in it. So, it's not going to be good. Well, there goes that. And lots of notes for other Hallmark movies. Yeah. And Love on the Slopes. Full page of notes for that one. <clears throat> um, yeah, actually, my journal, though, has a bunch of Hallmark movie notes. And then actually, like, like letters, like emails that I need to write that are being drafted... In mm-hmm. my journal. <laughs> and should not be seen. <laughs> Interesting. They're like, oh, we need to talk. Next Emails. time Elena falls asleep in my house, <laughs> I'm not waking her up. 
Um, well, I don't know if you saw... I'm just going to read them into the microphone. <laughs> you start taking... Dear Kevin. Taking notes. <laughs> January 3rd, 2018. I found your Dear Kevin, Kevin. journal. <laughs> Everyone has one, um, and they're all just two characters named Kevin. Starts out with Home Alone, <laughs> moves on to This Is Us. Dear Kevin, <laughs> don't done. call me when you're playing video games. <laughs> I have homework I could be oh doing. Um, <laughs> a few months ago, I was cleaning out things, and I found in an old, old notebook this page of notes that was like, maybe you saw this on my Instagram. Um, it was like, scrawled notes maybe like five or six words per line and they were like crooked like the lines were like running into each other and they didn't make any sense and I was like what on earth that's like did I have like a mental breakdown and like go all like crazy and then I realized that it was notes that I took during a movie and so I couldn't see (laughs) my paper so I was writing as few words as possible and also, yeah, just kind of <laughs> guessing where the lines were. Why were you taking notes during a movie? Because, um... Were you reviewing that movie? I was reviewing a, a book, but there was, um, it was, um, The Wild Things, um, the movie based on where the wild things are. It okay. came out like... Yeah, yeah, It was like maybe six or seven years ago, actually. Um, but Dave Eggers wrote a novel to accompany it. Anyway, I was writing about all of that. Exciting. Now I want to find... Look it up, listeners. Look it up. Janet so... Potter Goes Wild is what you should probably Google. <laughs> but <laughs> here, I just found it on my Instagram. Here are my notes. Okay. Chaos, dog, snow fight. Wild and tender connected. Mom is nice. Vampire's teeth fall out. Son will die. Bites his mom. Joseph Campbell. And then there's a large gap and about five inches below it it says, It was crazy already. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a cry for help that page was in that journal. I'm so glad I had the chance to throw it away before like... My death? And somebody found it and was like, oh, she lived a dark life. She had secrets. Guys, and it was crazy already. (laughs) It's been, it was crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, So that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Did anything else happen in this movie that we need to talk about? I mean, I could talk for a while about the design. Oh, yeah, do that. So here's the deal. It opens with, the credit <laughs> where they have Cooking with Love mirror the like imagery for the TV show, which is a chef's hat, which is pronounced T-O-Q-U-E, but pronounced in the movie. That's how it's spelled. I'm sorry. Yes. It was spelled. I'm still asleep. <laughs> it was spelled Chaos. T-O-Q-U-E. It was pronounced toque in mm-hmm. the movie. I would have pronounced it toque or Tuck. Tuck? <laughs> Tuck. But not toque. But I'm not French. I don't know. Um, but a toque is also like a beanie hat worn in Canada. 
mm-hmm. and the nickname of my father, but spelled Tuk? differently. Yeah. What is he how, spells why? it? T U K. Okay. And my mother, as an anniversary gift, had it tiled into a shower. <laughs> Which whose shower? Um, <laughs> Our, our shower. You just say a shower. But like, like <laughs> a shower in our home. Sure. So it's, so T-U-K is just tiled into that shower, which I'm sure drops the resale of the home, because that makes no sense to anyone. Um, but it was an anniversary gift. That's really, that's really cute. Is it short for something? Um, he says that it I have no idea what is true about this story. Okay. But it was like a college nickname, and it was supposed to be like a Latin for a stupid duck. I have no clue if any of that <laughs> holds water, which is interesting because like it's a, a duck. duck. <laughs> I don't know. So the design of the logo. is terrible. It is from what decade? The I want to say, like, literally 1980. Like, it's early 80s. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, And it's, like, a thick white line that makes this chef's hat. And then for the TV show, The Little Gourmet. And then for the title of the movie, Cooking with Love. But it, it sticks out like a sore thumb at the very beginning. Yeah. It's, like, on the New York skyline. And you're like, oh, no. This movie's so dated. Then you get to see the TV set for the children's cooking competition. And they've chosen to make it the colors of a laundry detergent. Everything <laughs> is bright cobalt blue-ish mm-hmm. and a very bright orange. Well, it's like and a Tide Pod. <laughs> everything. The, the t- yeah, it's a Tide Pod. It just screams poison. Don't eat this. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's and it's very unattractive. Yeah. And it's not appetizing. And also, like, the kids get lost in the set. Yeah. Like, when they're... We still haven't seen them. <laughs> they're gone. When they're standing behind those huge, bright tables. They're so bright. They, yeah. And they go, they just it's just orange all the way to the floor. And then a bright blue countertop. What? Really ugly. Like, blue plate specials are a thing because blue is so unappetizing. If you eat on a blue plate, you will want to eat less. Hmm. Interesting. I have no idea why that was the set. Yeah. Agree. But then they do a live finale at a farm, Mm -hmm. and then it's beautiful. They bring in a lot more wood. Yeah. Um, and they use just, just like the very, blue. very, very light blue. And it, that orange kind of comes in in like a lighter way. Yeah. Just to accent. Yeah. But it's, it's really mostly nice. just the wood. But then, and this made me crazy. Um, so they're at like Sanders. They mentioned that they're at a farm. Yeah. And they're using all the produce from that farm. <laughs> right. And then and they set up this set in what looks like a barn. And then at the very end of the movie, it's basically like Kelly and Steven are the last people to leave the set that night. Mm-hmm. And then... Everyone's gone home. Everyone's gone home. Everyone. But there's like only two lights on even. Yeah. Mike, you'll get those later when he they, runs <laughs> They <laughs> profess their love for each other and then walk out. 
and the set is just still there. Yeah, that's not how that works. Like... You gotta strike that. You gotta take that set away. Let's take it These down. people need to take use their down. barn the next day. Yeah. It, yeah, it made me made me angry. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I guess it made... I mean, it was a pretty backdrop for their... For yeah, their love. For their love. <laughs> yeah. But I, as a former, as a former stage crew. Uh, Wait, so you were the manager for the volleyball team and then also stage crew? <laughs> yeah. You are the unsung hero of everyone's world, Janet. Yeah, it's true. Wow. I love to give. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to laugh that hard. Well, it was real fun. You made a real fun joke. <laughs> You're welcome. I was on stage crew because my brother was like the stage manager. Okay. And his girlfriend, now wife, was the state mm. like the set designer. Like she painted gotcha. all the sets for our high school musicals. So then when I was, like, in seventh grade, which was the first year that you're in the building that does the musicals, they were like, so, Janet, we'll see you at stage crew after school. (laughs) You're in. I was like, okay. I did it as a way to become friends with my brother's girlfriend. And now you're besties. Yeah, now we're sisters. Yeah. Um, It did work. Very well. But then as soon as I, once I left that school and went to boarding school, then I was like, I'm going to star in these shows. Yep. And I did. I left the stage crew behind. But I'm, that is all to say that it would make me... That was the worst part of stage crew. Is that, like, Saturday... Did we have... No, Sunday afternoon performance? Anyway, after the last performance, you have to stay around and take the set down. Yeah, but you do even if you're in the show. No, they didn't help. Are you kidding I mean, me? They were technically supposed to help. But it's one of those oh, things where it's like gosh. they didn't know what they were doing. You know, there's just people show up and be like, so what do, what do you need me to do? And you're just like, ugh, can you... Like, they don't know where anything goes or, like, what... So you, you end up doing all the work. Okay. I'm disappointed <laughs> in Thank them. you for being so mad. Yeah. <laughs> they should know better. Yeah. Anyway... But yeah, that set would have been taken down. Yeah. Correct. By Mikey. By You know Mikey would have taken that set down. Man, he would have just flash Gordon that so (laughs) quick. Because Mikey saves uh, saves Kelly Mm -hmm. from the her mean coworker, Mm -hmm. Jeremy. So this guy's a nightmare. He really is. They didn't even try to make him three dimensional. He's He's hired as like another producer and then they're very competitive. He, and then, so this notebook that has all of our ideas in it, he finds it and takes it and then pitches all those ideas as his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she confronts him about it, he's like, well, what are you going to do? Nobody's going to believe you. you blah, blah. Mikey overhears yeah. this. And then... Because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. His eyes and ears are everywhere. Yeah. He finds the idea notebook... <laughs> In Jeremy's office, and basically rats him out to the producers. Mm-hmm. Which Yay! Was, was bold, but also something that Kelly should have done and could have done. But also interesting that he didn't bring it to Kelly because 
It's like he knew that she wouldn't Yeah. Say anything. Maybe. He's like, I have to do this for her. <laughs> True. <laughs> or maybe um, he just has like I think he just has the trust of everyone on set. So he's like I I don't know. Well, then I want more for him too. Yeah. Well, I think now that at the end, when Kelly got the new executive producer job, I think she's mm-hmm. gonna she's gonna promote Mikey. Oh, because she good, cares. That's a good thought. She cares. It's a good thought. Um, yeah. I think we should Hall of Fame it, Hall of Shame it. Okay. Before before I fall asleep. Yeah. Cool. You want to start this? Yes. Shame. Hall of Shame. Um. So, there is a cooking montage. Mm-hmm. Is that where I fell asleep? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Well, don't Because you commented on this as well. Oh. So, um, Kelly, like, doesn't know how to cook at all. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Steven sort of shows her how to cook one time mm-hmm. and is like, cooking is joyful or whatever. So, then one night, she comes home and is looking at her, like, freezer meal and then is like, No. And then goes out to the market, gets a bunch of fresh produce, comes back and cooks it. But they set this to the song Recipe for Love by, by Harry Connick Jr. Jr. And it's so, I mean, the, the it makes sense as a song choice because of the words and yeah. the title of the song and the title of the movie. But other than that... <laughs> tone is so weird because it's like sort of like big band swing mm-hmm. it's like bow, bow, wow recipe for love and then like symbols and you're like what is that no it's like jazzy it's like that was like my hi-hat drum not a snake got into the studio but still like in a weird weird not appropriate okay like, it just felt like a huge jump in emotion. That's hilarious. Where she's like, you know what? I'm going to make a marinara. And it's like, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Zippity zop zop zoo. Chop those tomatoes. <laughs> um. <laughs> it was just so funny. I love it. I'm about to talk about my high school boyfriend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, the guy that I did it in high school. Welcome to Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame. <laughs> We're for all real. shame. No, he loved Harry Connick Jr. And when we started <laughs> wow. dating, that album had just been released as his like love songs wow. album. And so th- all those songs to me are like, yeah, I like someone. I'm crushing on someone, but I can't like disconnect that like that 16 year old yeah. crush. From hearing that song. So to me, it was like, yeah, people should always use Harry Connick Jr. recipe for <laughs> when they're falling in love. Yeah, that's the correct soundtrack. Can I, sh- this, if when you Shazam that song, this is the picture you get. That's incorrect. <laughs> that's not right. I've that had, is terrible. We'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, listeners. screenshot that real quick. But this is what, this is basically what I. When I Shazammed the song, which I, I guess I didn't have to because you're so uh-uh. familiar with it. I know it well. Um, this photo of Harry Connick Jr. came up like wearing a toque. 
Yeah, the Canadian ski hat. A black and obviously having and like with some... just shot up heroin. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a five-day beard, leaning way back. It's just, it's really funny. It's very emo Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. While, like, it's not a, it's not on While there's skin the about pasta. The CD cover at all. Okay. I promise. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, wait, was that your Hall of Shame? <laughs> no, that's just my life. That's just my life. I'm sad that you can't tell the difference. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Let me think. I have to remember my Hall of Shame. My Hall of Shame, um, it might be all of our shames, <laughs> but... <laughs> When she says, um, well, I want to go back. I think that there are a lot of, like, very small comments on men and women in America. So the fact that she is like, I can't have an idea. Mm-hmm. And then that her, like, the dude she's rivaling, like, has, like, no experience and can just steal her ideas and, like... The fact that he's only kept accountable as, like, a total fluke. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that felt like, oh, man! So, she says, um, like, oh, I can't come to your restaurant. It's Valentine's Day. It's the busiest night of the year. And he goes, actually, Mother's Day is. And that factoid was a bummer to me. because <laughs> Because it's saying... This is the day women don't have to cook. We'll take them out. That's how I took that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of... I think there are a bunch of dads who are like, I don't know how to do it. We're taking her out. (laughs) And they all end up at the old country buffet. Okay. So Mother's Day is your (laughs) option. Mother's Day... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Cool. Um, Hall of Fame. Learn to cook, dudes. Learn to cook, bros. <laughs> Share the burden. <laughs> Share the burden. <laughs> okay, um, Hall of Fame. Put down your video games, <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, I greatly enjoyed the moment mm-hmm. when, uh, Kelly gets an entire pizza delivered <laughs> to herself at work. Get it, girl! Yes. And the pizza box, was just a box with a poster on it. <laughs> yeah, it was. For the picture of a pizza. Not great on the props. No. But, uh, yeah, she's, like, having, a, well, Steven stopped by her office to flirt and then, like, Mikey shows up, and he's like, hey, Kelly, here's your pizza. And Steven's like, what is that? And she's like, my lunch. That's like, damn right it is. <laughs> I loved it. And, I mean, it's all a setup so that he can be like, oh, no, 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 and then go make her dinner. Yeah. Which also, that made me a little mad because I was like, she might be hungry right yeah. now. And he just took her pizza. And now it's just like, no, let's Ugh. wait 30 minutes. I mean, it was mm-hmm. nice or whatever. But, Give her a piece. But also, yeah, 
She wanted, I, the pizza. She wanted that pizza. So I, <laughs> I fully appreciate her ordering a pizza to work. Yeah. Go I Kelly. love it. Go Kelly. I love it. Um, my Hall of Fame, just a little thing that I loved real hard, was that her boss's name was Amanda Steele. <laughs> Amanda Steele! Amanda Steele! That's hilarious! <laughs> Amanda Steele! to talk about oh yeah (laughs) do you know what i'm gonna say i don't know but i have another thing i love oh uh okay well i hope it's the same thing her bedroom oh yeah so we see her getting ready to go on her maybe date on valentine's day Mm -hmm. in her apartment which had some very unique architecture enough that we, we, noticed. we noticed it. And then 10 minutes later, she's at the restaurant. Possibly the exact same place. Very possibly. Like a very diagonal stripe, same colors. Yeah. Going up the wall, the staircase. Yeah. It looks like they used the same set for the mezzanine of the restaurant as they did her bedroom. It, and it was like two seconds later yeah. in the and movie. Like, same angle. Very odd. They could have shot, if they needed to use that set twice... Mm-hmm. They could have just never showed that the stairs are in her bedroom. Yeah, they definitely could have. Yeah, anyway. Because they never showed that back wall again. Yeah. <clears throat> very true. And the scenes are very close together. Yeah. Man, oh, man it's raining. Um, okay, so something else okay. that I loved. And it's another comment, I think, <laughs> on women's tolerance of pain is that chef betty throws her back out and then is still on camera and you Mm -hmm. see her back go out and the smile she gives the camera is like we'll be right back with children cooking like was i thought really lovely yeah live tv because i've i've been that person you've thrown your back out on live tv no but i did catch a wedding bouquet with my eyeball. All right. And being in pain in front of people is awful. I also fractured my back during an improv show oh, and no. finished the show. Wow. Yeah. Not You're great. like Tom Cruise. Uh, I get that a lot. Breaking his ankle <laughs> on the set of Mission Impossible 6 and then finishing the shot. Absolutely, I am. Yeah. We're all a little bit like Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. Or like tonight, uh-huh. when you fell asleep and then kept, and they kept going. Kept recording the podcast. Yeah. Because I'm amazing. I like to see Tom Cruise do that. <laughs> I think he slept through that second Jack Reacher movie. Burn. <laughs> So, yeah, Tom Cruise broke his ankle. I think we got it. Filming his stunt. No, but 
I, so I, I've seen, I've watched all the YouTube videos and stuff. But today, I saw a trailer for Mission Impossible 6 at okay. the theater. And they include that shot. Like, the one, because that's, they used it. Uh so the shot of him breaking his ankles in the trailer, and I was like, I feel like they put it in the trailer because we as we have all seen it now, it. and we're like, oh my gosh, that's because that's exactly what I did in the theater. I was like, oh, that's when he broke his ankle for real. And then my friends were like, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun, yeah. But also, I love Mission Impossible movies. Interesting, love. Yeah, but that's my other podcast. This has been Janet Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called your podcast. Should you choose to accept it? <laughs> oh no, that's my new Hall of Fame. That was so good, Janet. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda Steele. <laughs> so this funny. has been Hallmark Hall of Shame. We will see you next week, or we won't see you ever. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Maybe. (laughs) Bye. Bye.